Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. You're listening to All the Books a weekly show of recommendations and enthusiasm regarding the week's new book releases. This is episode 146, and today we are talking about books being released on February 20th, 2018, and more. I'm Liberty Hardy, here with Jen Northington, and we're coming to you from bookriot.com. Hello. Hi. <laughs> I was like, where is she? <laughs> I was like, wait, is that my cue? <laughs> That's all right. <laughs> um, it's 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 a very Monday Monday here for yeah. me at the time of this recording. It's like the Mondayest Monday that ever did Monday. People who work on the holidays know that like when other people have the holidays off or like things are closed on the days that you normally do things, it throws you. It's mm-hmm. President's True Day fact. while we're recording this, and uh, it, I'm confused. So same. That's fine though. We do, it's we fine. take our turns. Like one week I won't know what day it is. One week you won't know what day it is. It's yeah, fine. That's right. <laughs> You'll True fact. I'll have to double check what day it is because you don't know what day it is, and I'm like, is she right? And I'm wrong. No. But we always know about good books. That is and the truth. Before we talk about great books. Uh, let's talk about our great giveaway that we're doing at Book Riot because it's amazing. And once again, I am super jealous that I can't enter because it's incredible. Book Riot is giving away $500 worth of Penguin Clothbound Classics. Those amazingly beautiful books with like the little like cardboard designed, like not cardboard, but they're covered in cloth and they're just amazing they're designed by Coralie Bickford Smith and you know you've seen them you've envied them on Instagram like the people who have all of them which is just amazing to me I'm always like I wish I could have all of those as I buy like 50,000 other books instead of like buying those (laughs) why don't I have those um but they're just so beautiful there's and we're giving away $500 worth there's like Charles Dickens George Eliot Mary Shelley there's Tolstoy and the contest is open until March 13th 2018 And you can enter on Instagram. You can enter as many times as you want. Like, the first day the post went up, I was like, why does this post have 4,500 comments on it? (laughs) And it turns out because you can enter as many times as you want. So if you go to Instagram, you go to the Book Riot account, and you can, like, now stick things to the top. There's the highlights of our stories. If you click on that, you can enter right there. Uh, And again, so awesome. So yeah, I'm super jealous. Also, they are gorgeous. Yeah, yeah, they're they're the ones you see on Instagram that are like all like rainbow colored, and they're just amazing, mm-hmm. amazing. Mm-hmm. So speaking of amazing, I'm gonna tell you about my first book, and I'm not gonna tell you that much because it'll give it away. But my first book is Sunburn by Laura Lipman. Um, I've read several of her books that I have enjoyed, but I think that this one is fantastic. I think this is her best one so far. It's kind of like an old-fashioned noir, even though it takes place in 19, mostly in 1995. It feels like one of those old-fashioned, like, Barbara Stanwyck movies or something. Um, and so I read this without reading the description, like I do normally, and 
I'm glad that I went back and read the description right before we started recording today because I was like, I'm going to talk about this and this. But it turns out that, like, they don't give away hardly anything in the description. So I'm glad that I read that because I was going to be like, well, this, this, and this. I can't tell you those things now. Or I could, but it would ruin it. Um, but let's just say there's a woman named Polly. She's a gorgeous redhead. She is in Delaware. And there is a man named Adam. He's a very, very handsome man. He's also in Delaware. They sort of meet at a bar. Um, she says, you know, some things about why she's there. He says some things about why he's there, like, in, like while, they're, while they're both in Delaware. Um, they hit it off because they're both very attractive and they want to smoosh up against each other. And But it turns out that one or maybe both of them are lying about who they are or how they got there or why they are there. Um, and then someone dies. One or maybe both of them know what happened to this person. And it's just this very intense cat and mouse game. Um, and as the book goes along, more and more characters are introduced who know things about one or the other or both. And more secrets are revealed and there's double crossings and there's blackmail. And so are these going to be two lovers who get a happily ever after? Or are one or both of them going to not survive to the end of the book? It's very, very good. I really enjoyed it. Again, it's Sunburn and it's by Laura Lipman. Speaking of burns, that's a terrible segue. I apologize. <laughs> yeah, I got <laughs> in advance. Well, I mean, if you explain it, maybe, you know. Super bad. Okay, well, so my pick, my first pick to tell you about is Eloquent Rage, A Black Feminist Discovers Her Superpower by Brittany Cooper. And this book is just burning with awesomeness. I I was reading it at lunch, and I really did not want to stop reading and return to my desk. I just... Want to keep reading all the time. I'm not done. I'm like halfway through, but it's so good. Um, so I want to talk about the author first. So Brittany Cooper writes a monthly column on race, gender, and politics for Cosmo. And she's a professor of women's and gender studies and Africana studies at Rutgers. Um, and she also co-founded the Crunk Feminist Collective. And she's written for a bunch of other places, including the New York Times and the Washington Post. Um, so she is a person who has been covering race and politics and gender and like also studying it. It in her professional life. And this is her, I'm pretty sure this is her first book, and it's a collection of essays about black feminism specifically and being a black woman and a feminist and what that means for your personal life, but also what that, what, what does that theory look like? So, um, it's, it's like going to go on my shelf next to Bad Feminist by Roxane Gay and Between the World and Me by Ta-Nehisi Coates and Citizen by Claudia Rankin. Um, but what she offers, in addition to what those books offer, is that she really does lean into the theory part of this. So while she's grappling with things like pop culture and current events, she's also sort of like explicating what feminist theory and specifically black feminist theory looks like in relationship to those things. So I, I just, I feel like I feel compelled by the personal stories that she's sharing. And also I'm feeling so educated and provoked into thought by her insights into the theory part of it. Um, and, and, you know, we talk about how books can be a window or a mirror. And this book feels to me like both because it's offering me a window into the experiences of black women and the feminist movement. But it's also offering a mirror because Cooper's super straightforward and direct about how complicated living out your feminist beliefs is 
when, you know, the world is full of gray areas. So how do we reconcile, you know, our personal lives and the things that we want to see in the world as feminists? It's really, really good on that. And that's a thing, you know, just how messy it is um, in daily life to try to live up to those principles or to adjust our principles based on what we're experiencing. It's just, she's so good on it. Um, And the topics that she's covered so far in my reading um, include domestic abuse, gun violence, Boko Haram, uh, Sandra Bland, but she's also talking about the Babysitter's Club and women's health and Beyonce. So she's really, she's covering so much ground here. And I'm only halfway through. Like, (laughs) it's, it's just, it's just, it's just great. It's, it's, I'm really, really really digging this book. Um, So that is Eloquent Rage uh, by Brittany Cooper. And I get like uneloquent trying to talk about it because it is so good. (laughs) Can you eloquently talk about our first sponsor? Oh, oh, I will try. So the first sponsor is The Birthday Girl by Sue Fortin. And I was reading the notes for this before while I was prepping for the podcast. And to me, this sounds like Jawbreaker, but for grown up women. Uh, so the I'm right. Right. So it's about four friends, uh, a party to die for and one killer surprise. This is me like nudging you with my elbow. Um The birthday girl is Joanne, and she is turning 40, and nobody really wants to do the thing that she wants to do, which is to do a weekend away in a cottage in the woods, but her friends are like, well, it's her 40th birthday, I guess we have to. Um, So they go, and it starts to become clear that there is more going on than just a birthday weekend, because Joanne is preparing to reveal a secret that one of her friends has been hiding, and then the party turns into a murder scene, and one of the party guests has to be the killer. So there is secret unraveling and a race against time to discover the murderer before somebody else gets killed. So this is one of those winter reads that is a thriller. It's going to make you not want to go to a cabin in the woods. I feel like a life lesson that we have all learned from media is never go to any cabin in the woods anytime ever. Um, It's also about friendship gone wrong. And yeah, like I was saying, this sounds to me like, you know, that jawbreakers vibe, but for, 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 for a grown up ladies. So I think that sounds like a book I will read at home in the city. Um, Again, that's The Birthday Girl by Sue Fortin. Thank you so much for sponsoring the show. Nice. I have no, Mm -hmm. I have no segue whatsoever. It's, (laughs) it's uh, not even related. However, my next pick is one of the best memoirs that I have read ever. It's called Educated, a memoir. It's by Tara Westover, and it is so fantastic. So fantastic. Uh, Tara Westover was the youngest of seven children. Her parents were Mormons. They lived off the grid, like way off the grid in Utah. And I just want to read this little thing at the beginning that she wrote. It says, author's note, this story is not about Mormonism, neither is it about any other form of religious belief. In it, there are many types of people, some believers, some not, some kind, some not. The author disputes any correlation, positive or negative, between the two. Like, they are Mormons, that is a thing, it has nothing to do with, like, her family. Um, But she did not have a birth certificate until she was nine years old. Um, Her family did not send the children to school. They did not believe in medical care. So none of the kids ever went to the hospital or or to a doctor, except once when her sister broke both her leg and her arm at the same time or something like that. Um, Her father did not trust the government at all. And he believed, like, in the end days that were going to be coming. And so he also did not believe that women should work. So her mother stayed home with them. 
Um, she had her mother had a vast, vast knowledge of herbs, and you know treated their cuts and scrapes with herbs and salves and and stuff like that. And she all ended up becoming a midwife, um, which was highly dangerous because. It was not illegal to be a midwife in Utah. However, you could be held accountable if anything went wrong, like that could, and it could result in like jail time for you. So she kind of helped other women in similar situations to them. Um, but if something went wrong, it was always like, oh, I'm just this dumb friend who doesn't know what's going on that's visiting. Um, and it's, but Tara's story is, is so amazing. It's because it's really about how once she got a taste of knowledge and learning, she didn't want to stop. Um, and she ended up eventually attending Harvard and Cambridge University, and she studied everything that she possibly could. Uh, her three oldest brothers did have birth certificates, and they went out into the world, um, and they came back and they told her about the world, and they told her about school, and she was like, this is the thing that I want to do, and that's what sparked her interest in learning. Um, and so it's about how, you know, leaving the mountain was kind of a betrayal to her family, uh, in, in her mind and to them, and how she sort of um, had to... What's the word I'm looking for? Uh, nope, it's gone from my mind. It's, <laughs> like, how she needs to um, be with her family, but at the same time, like, not be a part of what's happening there anymore um, and live her own life. And it's just... It's kind of like the glass castle of this decade. I mean, it's it's oh. that kind of, like, family story. And her writing is so fantastic. It's, it's just absolutely incredible. Um, so, again, it's called Educated, a Memoir by Tara Westover. Nice. Uh, okay, my second pick is one I'm grateful to Liberty for letting me have because <laughs> I know she read it first. Uh, it's Bingo Love by T. Franklin and Jen St. Ange uh, with coloring by Joyce Ann and lettering by Cardinal Ray. This is a graphic novel that is just so sweet. Oh, my goodness. And for me, I'm rating it a three-alarm snot bomb. <laughs> you definitely are going to want a box of tissues for certain moments. Um, but it is about two women, uh, Hazel Johnson and Mary McRae, who meet at Church Bingo in 1963, excuse me, when they're young. Um, and they become best friends, and they start to realize that they have romantic feelings for each other. But this is not acceptable to either of their families or to the times in general so they're forced apart they both get married and have families and like like basically don't see each other again until they are in their 60s and they run each other they run into each other again at church bingo and they realize that they're still in love and so like and and so they decide that like they well yeah they have to decide like what they're gonna do next um and it's just such a lovely look at what like uh, two women who are past the point in their lives where you would think that you know you could make huge life changes um but they do and and the courage it takes to like be who you are even when you have you know decades and of stuff behind you and families and grandchildren and they're like why do you grandma loves a woman like what do you do with that um and it's just and the, the art is beautiful and the story is so sweet like i cannot say too much how sweet this book is it's really it's just so sweet I just loved it so much and it got its start on Kickstarter it was a Kickstarted book and now Image is releasing it so if you didn't back the Kickstarter this is your chance to read it and I definitely 
recommend that you take it. It was it was just like a lovely like I read it in like two hours on my couch like oh I just poured right through it. I texted you. I was like save you save did. yourself. <laughs> yeah she she forewarned me about needing <laughs> tissues which I appreciated and am passing along to you all. But it is it's just really lovely. So that is Bingo Love by T Franklin and Jen Sadon. So good. So good. Yes. So good. I love the artwork. I thought it was so fantastic. Mm-hmm. And the colors yeah. too. The coloring work is amazing. It's really good. Yeah. It's good. Speaking of really good, I am halfway through Dreadful Young Ladies and Other Stories by Kelly Barnhill. I've been kind of just reading one here and there because they are exactly what I wanted and as marvelous as I wanted them to be. So I'm sort of saving them. Barnhill is the award-winning author of The Girl Who Drank the Moon, uh, which was a middle-grade novel, I believe. And this one, from all appearances, is for adults, although I feel like it could have kind of a a YA crossover. Um, And like I said, I've been just reading a few of them, so I've read half of the stories. It's very Angela Carter, very Kelly Link. Um, The first story is about a widow who is burying her husband, and she goes to the church to see the, the, the priest there, and... Like, she has mice in her pocket and a cat and a raccoon and a dog, like, follow her into the church. And she's, like, this beautiful young woman who doesn't seem to age that much. And people are completely fascinated by her. And also, there was a Sasquatch sighting in town many years ago. And all of a sudden, the Sasquatch is seen around town again now that this woman's husband has died. Um, the second one is a story is about a man who is exchanging letters with his wife who has gone somewhere else. Uh, there's one about a young poet and how young love is cut short by an accident and then love after death. Uh, the title story says it all. It's about dreadful young <laughs> ladies and the taxidermist's other wife. Like you, If you just think about that for one second, you can... See where that's going, um, which is also fantastic. So I have like three more stories, and then there's almost like a novella at the end. It's like 100 pages long. So I've been savoring these. They're so fantastic. And it's really, it's worth it for the first story alone. I mean, I was like basically bouncing in my seat like, this is making me so happy. This is what I wanted. So Shirley Jackson, so fantastic. Again, it's called Dreadful Young Ladies and Other Stories, and it's by Kelly Barnhill. And... That brings me to our next sponsor, which is Oliver Loving by Stefan Merrill Block. And it's, it came out a couple weeks ago from Flatiron Books. It's about a family in crisis, a town torn apart, and the boy who holds the secret that has been cocooned in a coma for 10 years. A moving meditation on the transformative power of grief and love, a slyly affectionate look at the idiosyncrasies of family, and an emotionally charged page turner. Stefan Merrill Block's Oliver Loving is an extraordinarily original novel that ventures into the unknowable and returns with the most fundamental truths. And J. Courtney Sullivan calls it masterful, David Ebershoff says it's dazzling, and Jamie Attenberg describes Oliver Loving as profound. And it's beautiful. Like, the cover is sparkly. I feel like there are more sparkly covers than there used to be, and I am 100% for it. I think you're yeah. right, and I agree. Yeah, I like I like a shiny cover because I'm like a crow. I'm like, ooh, what's that? <laughs> so I have this here to read, um, and I'm very excited to pick it up. And so again, that is called Oliver Loving by Stefan Merrill Block, and we thank Flatiron Books for sponsoring. 
Indeed. My cat in particular thinks Flatiron Books. She's singing the song of her people. I hope it's not too distracting for, <laughs> I, for our listeners. I didn't hear it. I did hear some sirens, but oh, earlier. Oh, yeah. Well, all kinds of stuff going on here at, at Camp <laughs> Camp Northington. Um, okay, let's see. Oh, my next book is Black Comics Returns, and that's comics with an X. Um, but before I get into this, I just there's a thing I forgot to say about Bingo Love, which is also a black comic, so it works out. Um, the Something that we talk about a bit at Book Riot is how hard it is to find happy stories about black protagonists in particular and black women, um, and there just aren't that many. And and if that's the thing you're looking for, Bingo Love is definitely something you want to pick up. Because despite our tear-jerker warnings, like, it really is a sweet and happy story oh, for yeah. the most part. So, yeah. So if you're looking for, like, actual happy stories about black characters, Bingo Love should be on your list. And also, for anyone and everyone who is so excited about Black Panther, which you should all be because it's amazing. You saw it. Oh, I did. I did. And it was great. <laughs> um, I need to see it like 15 more times. So so I'm super excited to tell you all about Black Comics Returns. Uh, it was edited by John Jennings and Damian Duffy. And they did, about eight years ago, in 2010, they did a 176-page collection of art and essays um, celebrating African-American voices in the comics community. So that was the first Black Comics edition. And they were talking about doing a reprint, and they decided that rather than just reissuing the old one, it was time for a whole new one. So they have collected art and essays from African-American voices in the comics community and it is stunning to look through. I was paging through my copy and I was like, I need to read stuff by this person. I need to look up art by this person. Like it just gives you so many creators to go looking for, which I super appreciate because I'm not good at keeping up with comics, especially indie comics. It can be really hard to figure out where and how to find the new or different creators that like aren't necessarily going to get the marketing dollars, but you know they're out there. So how do you find them? This is a great way to find them. And also just like really paging through. It's a beautiful sort of sampler of all of the different art styles. I loved seeing the huge range of of, of lines and colors and, you know, with the way people represent their figures. Like, it's just, it's just really, it's really cool to look through. And, and the essays are great, too. So there's, there's just a million reasons why you should pick this up. Um, but particularly if you are as blown away as I am by the vision of Afro, Afrofuturism in Black Panther, like, this needs to be on your list. So that's Black Comics Returns, comics with an X, uh, edited by John Jennings and Damian Duffy. Awesome. Mm-hmm. I will go see that, but I'm one of those people that will not sit in a movie theater when it's very crowded. Like, I don't enjoy that. So I, oh, I have yeah. the patience to, like, wait for a couple of weeks, you know, when all the sure, buzz sure. dies down. Or if you go... Yeah, if you go on, like, a weekday, like, matinee, probably, yeah. you know, before the kids get out of school, you you might be safe-ish. It's, yeah, it, it, it's been nuts, It's though, school sure. vacation weeks right now around here, Whoa. you know, because I live, like, right on the main <laughs> New Hampshire border, so it's, like, school vacation this week, and then school vacation in the other state next week, so it's, like, Oh, uh, womp, womp. Yeah. so I'll hold off. It's okay. I don't mind. I'll, I'll read okay. books. It'll be fine. 
Um, my last pick is a book. <laughs> How's that for a segue? <laughs> it's <laughs> The French Girl by Lexi Elliott. Uh, if you like Ruth Ware or Claire McIntyre, this is a great book for you. It is about six college students from Oxford who decide to spend a week away at a farmhouse in France. Uh, and it's kind of supposed to be this perfect vacation but it is marred by the presence of the French girl next door who gets all up in their business and makes tensions run higher. And by the end of the week, there is an incident and she is never seen again. And now, a decade later, the French girl's body has been found in the well behind the farmhouse and these six friends stand to lose everything. So it's not just about the murder, but it's about how people and friendships and loyalties can change over the years. And it's 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 a slow burn. I'm not going to like say it's like a super fast thriller. I found it to be a slow burn, but it's consistent and steady and I really enjoyed it. Um I saw it called I Know What You Did Last Summer in France, uh, which is kind of <laughs> accurate. Uh, but if you liked If We Were Villains or Black Chalk or you know, any of those group of young friends do a bad thing or know of a bad thing and then get called out for it, you know, years down the road. Um, it is the perfect book for you. Again, it's called The French Girl and it's by Lexi Elliott. Nice, nice. Uh, so my next pick is actually Backlist and here's why. I, in honor of Black History Month, I have been trying to do the February reading blackout and only read books by black authors, which is easy enough to do with backlist, but super tricky with frontlist, especially in terms of like stuff that's coming out in a given week and that I can get galleys of. So I do not have a fourth new book for you, but I have a new to me and possibly new to you pick, which is After the Flare by Deji Bryce Olakotun. And this is technically the second book in the series it's it comes after nigerians in space but i didn't read nigerians in space and i liked it anyway so i feel comfortable telling you about it but also now i need to read nigerians in space like definitely i want to go back and read it but i read them in the wrong order so i not that you should do that but you can uh so what this book is about is a solar flare that upends the world order. Um, it's so big that it knocks out basically all of the technology in the northern and southern hemispheres. There's like a narrow band around the equator because of the way the protection um, from the Earth's axis, whatnot, science is. <laughs> science words here. Um, but most everybody loses their technology. And as this is happening, there are people on an international space station, um, and one of the astronauts gets stranded up there. So there's a big problem because who is going to rescue her when nobody's technology is working, except for the countries sort of around the equator. So Nigeria now has one of the best space programs in the world, and they're like, we're going to rescue this astronaut. And one of the people who works for them is named Kwesi Brackett, who is American, um, but moves to Africa to be part of this Nigerian space program because it's basically now, like he used to work for NASA, but every Everybody got laid off. Um, so now he works there. And his job is to make sort of like a, a, a pool that will like you can simu it's like a simulation pool um, to train astronauts in. And so he's like trying to make sure that like the giant, you know, giant swimming pool for space um, gets filled properly and like dealing with all this bureaucracy and, and like will the reinforcements hold? So he's got like a lot of logistical issues going on. 
And then the space program starts to get sabotaged. And there's like an energy being roaming around, like trying to steal things from his trailer. And everything is weird. And on top of that, there are the militant group um, Boko Haram are approaching the space program be, and they've been like wreaking havoc on the countryside. So they're trying to like batten the hatches and wondering if they're going to be able to survive that. And you're also following this group of women who are the last surviving members of the Fulani tribe um, who got wiped out by the Boko Haram. And they have found refuge in a cave uh, near the space program. And it turns out there are these special meteorites that can sort of respond to vibrations like singing or other acoustic vibrations and give them powers. So there is so much going on in this book, like so much. Um, and it all weaves together in a really fascinating way. I genuinely did not know what to expect going into this. And I found that even though there are a ton of different elements and like there's political shenanigans and then there's personal shenanigans and like people sleeping with each other and the head of, you know, the space program is like a total jerk and how do you deal with a crazy boss and all of that stuff. Um, they, and then there's the supernatural stuff on top of it. It all comes together really beautifully. And at the end of this book, I was like, I need the next one. Like where is the next one? I need the next one <laughs> right now. So I'm really hoping that we do get more in this series because it is just so compelling and so interesting. And I also thought that Olakotin pulled off a good trick, which is that none of the characters are like 100% not perfect, but like, you know, they're not model protagonists. Um, they have like, you know, personal tics and habits and things. And you're not like a hundred percent. I was not a hundred percent sold on anybody, but I found them really compelling. And like, they each had an interesting aspect to their personality that hooked me. And I think that is a good trick when you can make people who aren't like your model hero and heroine interesting enough to like keep me coming back, even as they behave in very human ways. I always appreciate when authors can work that humanity, especially in science fiction which sometimes can rely on sort of like you know the the model hero trope so this is just a book that I really enjoyed and I feel like y'all should read it so that's After the Flare uh, by Deji Bryce Olakotun and the first book in the series is called Nigerians in Space all right we did it again we did it <laughs> So we're we're so good at talking about books. <laughs> so that was our picks for today. What are you going to read next? I am currently in the middle of Buffalo Soldiers by Marcus Brodus, which is an alternative history western that's also kind of it's a little bit supernatural. Um, I'm really enjoying it. It kind of imagines what the Americas would be like if Jamaica had been like an international power and had resisted being colonized by Britain, but America and America never had the revolution and was still an American colony. Um, and there's uh, like a former Jamaican espionage agent who is shepherding this boy who's sort of wanted by various people for various political reasons around the American continent. Um, and there's assassins and like 
steampunk stuff going on and it's really it's really like adventure and I'm super enjoying it what about you uh I my true crime interest is like at an all-time high like I've just been reading and watching as much true crime stuff as I can like I've been watching like cold case files online and stuff because Bill Curtis is my homeboy but um so I just started reading Love and Death in the Sunshine State the story of a crime by Cutter Wood it comes out uh, April 17th and it's about a woman it says when a stolen car is recovered on the Gulf Coast of Florida it sets off a search for a missing woman she was the local motel owner. Um, three men were named persons of interest in her disappearance. Her husband, her boyfriend, and the man who stole the car. Then her motel is set on fire. Her boyfriend flees the country, and detectives begin digging on the beach. And the author of this book, Cutterwood, was a guest at the motel as the search for this woman gained momentum. Uh, and he was kind of drawn into the case and had a, a really good you know, spot to view everything that was going on. Um, so it sounds fascinating. And it's from Algonquin. That sounds <laughs> super intense. <laughs> yeah. Most true crime is. Like, I will watch, well, I will watch like, a bunch of cold case files at night. And then I chase it with like the Mindy Project because I'm like I can't I can't go to sleep like on this I have to you know or I'll read a book and then I'll be like let's watch the Mindy Project because yeah. I need something soft and nice before I close my eyes. I, I use bits of the Great British Bake Off like that too. <laughs> like I'll just like watch one third of an episode. I'm like I'm just gonna watch the technical. That's awesome. <laughs> Yeah. All right. Well, that is all for today. Thank you again to our sponsors, The Birthday Girl by Sue Fortin and Oliver Loving by Stefan Merrill Block. You can drop us a line at allthebooks at bookriot.com. Uh, I am Miss Liberty on Twitter, and Jen is... I, I know. Yeah. I, I always forget. Tumblr. You're the Tumblr girl, which is... Mm-hmm. JenIRL.tumblr.com, Jen with two N's. Someday I'm going to write that down, but... Today's fine. I don't mind saying it. Um, and if you want to give us a treat, you can go to Apple Podcasts and leave us a rating or a review. It helps other like-minded book lovers to find us. And as much as we would love to tell you about more books today, we just don't have the time, but you can read about more titles out now in the show notes at bookriot.com slash all the books, as well as find a link to our weekly new books newsletter. And in the meantime, happy, happy reading. reading.